Sisters, speak. Speak for the lonely, the forgotten, the poor, and the frightened. Speak for women, silenced by patriarchy, denied an education, displaced by war. Speak for the widow, the orphan, the immigrant, and the refugee. Speak for your sisters, your brothers, your daughters, your sons, your friends, even your enemies. Sisters, for yourselves. For yourselves. Speak with the voice of the prophetess Deborah, a mother of Israel and mighty warrior, who was brave when Israel was weak, and whose victory song declared, I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. Speak with the voice of the Hebrew, of the Hebrew midwives, who defied Pharaoh to save for the helpless. Speak with the voice of the Shulamite girl, who in poetry celebrated the beauty of her own body, though it bore the marks of rural life that drew the scorn of many. Speak with the voice of Jephthah's daughter, for hers was quieted too soon. Speak with the voice of Mary of Nazareth, whose obedience magnified the Lord, bringing sight to the blind and light to the darkness. Speak with the voice of Mary of Bethany, whose discipleship broke with convention, but whose valor in sitting at her rabbi's feet will never be taken away from her. Speak with the voice of Mary Magdalene, apostle to the apostles, and the first to shout to a waking world, He is risen! Speak with the voice of the apostle Junia, who though she was silenced for centuries at the hands of scribes, speaks once again. Speak, sisters. Speak with valor. Speak with love. Speak with gentleness. Speak with wisdom. Speak the gospel. Speak grace. Sisters, Sisters speak. speak. Speak alongside your brothers, not as subordinates or as rivals, but as partners, co-workers in the mission. Speak into this world all that is lovely and brave, all that is beautiful and true, all that is joyous and life-giving and useful and good. Sisters, speak, even when they try to silence you, when they belittle you, when they say all kinds of evil things against you. Sisters, speak. Speak like the spirit-filled daughters you are, and God will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Sisters, speak. Speak, and the voice you once thought small will echo big and loud in the chorus of a great cloud of witnesses. Speak, and, and watch the mountains move. Let's pray together. Will you stand with us? So as a pastoral team and those that are part of our pastoral team that aren't standing with us, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you, we bless your present, we bless your future, and we pray for God's healing on all the days that came before this day. We speak life over you. We speak the good news of Jesus Christ over you. We speak with God's love over you, and we hold you before the throne of grace. We hold you in God's loving gaze. Where do we go from here? We speak. And we speak psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. 
encouraging one another and building one another up in our most holy faith. We speak. Our sons and our daughters prophesy with the word of God in their mouth. We bless you with the words of God. The word says that I am near you. My word is even nigh in your mouth. We bless the meditations of your heart and the words of your mouth. That it would be a direct flow from the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate the voices of um, my pastors here, the pastors, the brothers and sisters in this house, that you can go over their house and you know that what they just said to you here is how they live at home. That you can actually know that there is a grace for you in this world. That while we have many stories and we may not know where to go from here, there is a way. And there is a way. God has a voice and it says, this is the way. Walk in it for each and every one of us. We've been looking from Easter until now saying, where do we go from here? Where do we go with the idea that Jesus rose from the dead? How do we live that out as men and women, as brothers and sisters of faith? How do we do that? Well, we do it by listening. I have to tell you, the stories that people tell us, if the, all of us standing up here tried to tell you the stories we've heard, if our other pastoral staff members tried to tell you the stories we hear in our offices, at the grocery store, um, on Facebook, on social media, on the, uh, left on a voicemail, we would say, there's a lot of listening to do. There's a lot of listening to do. People have, people have real need for brothers and sisters who will hear their story. I love John 10. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one can snatch them from my hand. Now, how many of you need somebody to tell you that today? It's like you can hear God's voice right now, today, on this very day. And God can hold you in God's loving care. See, the stories that people tell us, we want to say, we want you to speak your story, but you know what's even more important is hearing what Jesus has to say to you in the middle of your story, so that when you tell your story, you hear the hope of the resurrection, that Jesus' resurrection story is still living and breathing in the lives of people, in you, in me. This is the people of God right here gathered together, men and women gathered around the presence of Christ. And when we tell our stories, when we tell our stories with the voice that we've heard saying, this is the way walk in it, there's a whole different way we tell stories. We aren't just going to give monologues. We're going to have dialogues. We're not just going to tell a story that rants and raves and rages, but we're going to listen with the voice of God which is ready to be heard at all times. So stories people tell us, I have to tell you, this week was really an important week for me. I, I was getting ready for, um, for this Sunday, and I was very aware of the paradox of my life, like people who are just enjoying um, the gifts and graces of life and people who are living in pain. And, um, and then if you want to bring it down to a day called Mother's Day, we would say there's a bunch of people happy about mothers. There's a bunch of people who are not happy about mothers. Exactly, but you love your mama. 
And so, you know, what we realize is, is that we're sitting in the room with people who have a lot of stories. And, and when, I'm going to need my glasses, honey. I can't imagine why. But um, when, we look at, when we look at the people who told stories on Facebook today, we heard people that were, you know, sages that said, just remind moms they're okay. You know, moms with young kids, just remind them, you're okay, you're going to make it. You're going to make it in this life. Um, encourage moms. One young mom said that we have a valuable role for the next generation, and are, we're actually investing in an impact that will outlive us. So young moms, that's what we want to say to you. Outlive your life through your babies. You can, right? I, I love that this idea of... Um, of telling story on Facebook, people were able to say things like, my granddaughter's being mean to her mother, and she needs to get a grip. And, um, and so, you know, sometimes a grandmother's just got to tell a granddaughter, you need to be nice to your mother. And, uh, but I wonder if on Facebook is the right place to do that. I don't know. But, but I want to say, you know, we, we have stories, and there are times when granddaughters aren't nice to their mothers, and there are, you know, you, you heard what I said, um, and, but there are stories, there are stories, I, I love the pastor on the top of this one, my friend, who said, Claire, I really want to hear from you, why do you even think you need to talk about Mother's Day in church, because if you were following the lectionary, you would have just gone to that passage that I just read to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I thought, well, you know, I don't want to ignore that this is one of those days that is pregnant with emotion, People who are super, yeah, no, right? That is kind of a, yes, it's true. It's so true. It's so true. And, uh, and so, you know, we are, we, are, we have stories that we have embodied. Um, and we have stories that we are happy about. We have stories that we are sad about. We have stories that we're waiting. And then I loved what, um, uh, Alyssa wrote. And I, you know, I wouldn't say these names if they didn't write it publicly on Facebook, but Alyssa talked to us about the eight years of infertility that she spent and how there were, you know, days she did not want to come to church on Mother's Day and, and that she felt permission to stay home. And I just want to say, I believe that. I believe that God would give Alyssa permission to stay home. And I also believe that God would then say to all of us sitting here, learn how to be with people who are not having a good day. Amen? I believe that. You know, um, I heard a story of a mom who, who suffered with infertility her entire life and a- after 50 adopted a child from, um, from Haiti because she felt called to be a mother. By the way, not all women want to be mothers. Did you know that? And so, you know, that's another thing we could learn in church, like not to go up to women and say, oh, honey, when are you going to get busy at that? Or when are you going to get married and really make something of your life? So, so here you go. I mean, you'd have to get rid of a bunch of really important people to God if you said that that was the criteria of what made them important to God. So the reality is when Alyssa teaches us with this kind voice, I remember, and this woman who d- adopted after 50, she walked into church and they were handing out roses and they, they, they had little kids doing it. So it was super cute. But the child would say, are you a mother? And so I hope we never did that. And if we did, would you please forgive us? If we ever did that, because um, this woman said, you know, so then I have to tell this cute little kid, no, I'm not a mom. And then he says, why? And so I'm having a conversation around a rose with a little kid who has, it's not fair to traumatize him because I want to have a meltdown. So here's what I want to say to us, friends. We have people with stories. Um, Our marketing 
uh, manager from InterVarsity Press wrote this on my wall. Mothering is a verb. A woman with no children, as a woman with no children, I often feel so alien and isolated on Mother's Day. One comfort has been seeing mothering as a verb that I can participate in whenever I nurture a person, an animal, creation, etc. In fact, I don't know if you realize this, but the beginning of Mother's Day with this beautiful person named Anne Reeves, she was not a mother. And she started this mother's thing. She started a mother's club during the Civil War. She organized Mother's Day work clubs to improve health and sanitation for both the Union and Confederate soldiers. Now that's what I want to say as a mother. That is one good mother right? Love that. I, I want to go back to the beginning with let us make humankind in our own image, Genesis 1.26. That word there, even when God separates out of Adam, the male and female, and gives them back to one another, it's the word azerikonegdo, which means a helper, a warrior of the same nature. I don't know if you knew that. But God is spirit, and those who worship must worship him in spirit and truth, is what John 4, 24 says. But that's funny that we put him in there. Many times there were pronouns inserted in a patriarchal culture of scribes who just didn't know how to see God as anything other than male. But God obviously does not have a biological sex because God created human beings in her own image, too. Just freaked a bunch of you out. And she can best be understood as encompassing all. Male and female, when God said, make human beings in my own image, Adam, male and female were in there until they were separated and given back to one another. And help meet is not a secretary. It is a, it is a warrior. God's name in scripture is there over and over and over again. A warrior, a helper on your side. And so women who are Azera Konegdo are women who are coming alongside. They're not trying to oppress anybody or prove anything. They're coming alongside. Hey, I love what Hosea says. This is what he says God says. Like a bear whose cubs have been taken away, I will tear out your heart. I will devour you like a hungry lioness and mangle you like a wild animal. I can't even believe that's in the scripture, to be totally honest with you. This would be, if I was in that patriarchal scribing thing, I might have removed that for better readability. So here's the reality, friends. Have you ever seen a mother bear whose cubs got messed with? Or a mama in this room touch her babies and see what happens? You know what I'm saying? There is something, there's in something instinctual that is like God to protect the next generation in women. And may we be those women. Amen? Amen. I love Deborah when she says, I, Deborah, arose a mother in Israel. Do you know that, that Deborah, historians can't find one biological child that belonged to Deborah? She was a judge. She was a prophetess. She had no children that were natural from her body. And she called herself a mother in Israel. I, Deborah, arose. Pretty cool, right? I like it. Then you got Proverbs 31, by the way. I mean, could you ever imagine being her? Lord, in your mercy, somebody said, yeah, I just want to be like the Proverbs 31 women. I said, you are going to die trying. You are going to die trying. Proverbs 31 is a poem that, that Jewish men read over their wives just to bless them. It was not a mandate to be per perfect. It was God's idea to say, bless the women in your life. Say something good to them. If they wink in the right direction, say, you go, girl. In fact, woman of valor is another way to say, you go, girl. Did you know that? 
It really is. So when you're thinking about women of valor, I love what Rachel Held Evans says. She says, Proverbs 31 woman is not a star, not because of, she's a star, not because of what she does or how she does it, but with valor. So do your thing. If it's refurbishing old furniture, do it with valor. If it's keeping up with your two-year-old, do it with valor. If it's fighting against human trafficking, leading a company, or getting other people to do your work for you, do it with valor. Take risks, work hard, make mistakes, get up the next morning, and surround yourself with people who will cheer you on. Amen? We need people who will cheer us on. We don't need a me too movement. We need an us too movement. We need people walking side by side saying, tell me your story. I don't want to believe your story through the mouth of another person. Tell me your story. Because when I hear your story and how you and God have been together in that thing, then I can come alongside you and be a Zerikonegdo. And I'll tell you what, if you tell me your story and it's your story, I will be a mother bear for you. It's just what I mean. And then there's a nice side of me. (laughs) Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often I've loved to long to gather you like children as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. I mean, isn't that sweet? Look at that mama gathering her chicks under her wings. I mean, they can't all fit, but she's willing. (laughs) You know, she's trying. Can everybody say she's trying? Just look at somebody and say, you're trying. You're trying. Keep trying. Don't give up. Keep trying. Keep trying. I'm telling you, I love women in the Bible that show us how to try. Mary, the beginning to the end, she's the CWO, chief waiting officer. Like, look at her. Here she's waiting, waiting to deliver the Son of God, and here she's waiting for the Holy Ghost in the upper room. This woman never stopped waiting. Don't ever stop waiting. I have to tell you, I'm waiting for a lot of things in life. And the reason I wanted to preach today is I wanted to preach myself happy. You know, because somebody said, you know, maybe Scott should give you the day off. I said, no, and give the mother of them all sermons away? No. Because I would love to hear Scott talk about women. He's my favorite person to hear talk about women. Because when you come alongside, it isn't about anything. But what is Jesus calling us to do as brothers and sisters in Christ? How is God inviting us? And we are waiting. We are just waiting for the sun. Mary Magdalene, if you know anything about, uh, about her in the Gospels of Mark and Luke, Jesus cleansed Mary Magdalene of seven demons, after which she became a devoted disciple. She's mentioned by Luke in the same context as the 12, the big 12, as one who traveled with Jesus and helped with uh, finances for his ministry. All four Gospel accounts identify Mary Magdalene as among the first witnesses of the empty tomb. She is the one to breathlessly describe what she has seen to the male disciples who initially discount her declaration, I have seen the Lord as the babblings of a foolish woman. And she is an apostle to the apostles. I love the women. I love this. These women that came to the grave and the women, you just read, don't you love it? So I love our brothers who were writing down the scripture who, who sometimes just said the women, you know what I mean? It's all right. I'm not offended. 
but I will go right up and meet the women when I get there. I want to meet the women. I want to know their names, every one of them. Don't you want to know their names? I want to know who was, the, you know, who was Azarekinegdo next to Peter and James and John. I want to know them. I want to know what kind of courage it took to be first century Christian women. People who were at the graveside preached the gospel and would not back up. They gave their lives. I don't know if you know about Perpetua. Oh my gosh, there, she was, her, her uh, martyrdom is historical. So the women refer to an unspecified number of female disciples who followed Jesus, welcoming him into their homes, financing the gig, right? And often teaching the 12 through their acts of faithfulness and love, as Jesus predicted. Most of the 12 abandoned him at his death, but the women remained at their side. Listen, this is not a male bashing. It's just a 40,000 foot view on the fact that we don't talk about women enough in the church. I mean, we do here in great ways, but I just want to say globally, I'd love for it to go viral that there's actually women who follow Jesus and women who preach the gospel. Wouldn't that be awesome? People like Mary and Martha, like Martha, she's like Martha Stewart. She is cooking clean and doing her gig. It's awesome because she's made for hospitality. And if you are made for hospitality, do it with valor. But if you are Mary of Bethany, sit at the feet of Jesus and get accused of not being in the right spot. She was told, what is she doing sitting at the feet? Only pupils of the rabbi who were going to be sent to teach are supposed to sit there. Anyway, you be you. Martha, Mary, you be you. And cheer one another on. Don't make all women women with buns or women who don't wear yoga pants. You be you. I mean, if I read one more blog about the way women should dress, I'm going to vomit. Just so you know. I, I want to say, you know what? You be you. You go to Columbia, those women look like they actually had their clothes spray painted on in the church of 100,000 people of the Castellanos. They love Jesus. I'm not saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, help us learn. I want to grow up, don't you? I want to be who God has called me to be. I want to present the kingdom of God through this vessel that God has made. I don't want to preach like a man, and I don't want to preach like another woman. I want to be me. I want you to be you. You be you. Like people like Phoebe. Phoebe's fabulous. She's mentioned alongside her husband, so there's a good chance she uh, not mentioned alongside her husband, so there's a good chance she was either a widow or a single woman. And she's identified as a deacon in the New Testament, which I don't know if you know that, but in Paul's letters, deacons are connected to the service of the word. So Phoebe probably took the letter that was written in Romans um, 16. It talks about that she took the letter. She was probably the first commentator of the scripture. Pretty cool. How about Tabitha? Tabitha always doing good things for people in Acts chapter 9. She's also known as a master seamstress making robes and clothing for the poor. And when she died, the whole community, they mourned. They mourned and they said, Peter, we can't lose her. And Peter raised her from the dead. It was awesome. Awesome. And then there's, oh, you got Junia and Andronicus, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. So some people say, oh, all this woman stuff, it's all new age, and it's bad, and Jesus is mad about it. Well, here's fourth century theologian John Chrysostom. To be an apostle is something great, but to be among the apostles, just what a wonderful song of praise that is. The word among means equal to. 
Can y'all say equal to for just a minute? Aren't you glad you go to a church where we're equal to? That you have men and women pastors speaking blessing over you. That there is this, oh yeah, you should cheer a lot louder than that. Because go somewhere else for a while. That's, it's messed up. It's messed up. And if you want to build, if you want to build an entire scriptural context around Paul saying, be silent in church, you just haven't read Genesis to Revelation. You got to read the pre-fall condition and then read the image of God giving birth. And then tell me that women are, you know, subordinate to, to men. No, we are equal to the task. As my friend Ruth Haley Barton wrote about in her book, Equal to the Task. You are made in God's image and likeness. Why do I want to say this on Mothering Day or Mother's Day? Because I think we're in a time where Christians need to be equipped with scripture that is not gender biased in order to be able to tell the truth in a day where culture doesn't know their head from their feet. You know what I'm saying? We need to be able to speak, sister, brother, We need to be able to speak with the authority of God, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We need to be able to speak on behalf of women who are oppressed and are half the sky, who are being used and abused in this world on our watch, on our watch. God wants the voice of a mother to rise up right next to the voice of a father and a brother and a sister. God wants us to be nurturing this world listening to the stories, asking questions, holding space for people in pain, celebrating people who are so thrilled. I mean, I, you, know what, you know what one of my best Mother's Day gifts was? Not that I've gotten any yet. I'm still, I'm waiting. But, um, but guess what Josiah said? Not coming home, Mom. It's Libby's first Mother's Day. I'm doing something with her. I'm like, oh, that is beautiful. Now, that doesn't mean everybody in my, ha- my house is having a happy Mother's Day, okay? We, we have pains in our family, too. We have grief around this day in our family, too. And I want to say, how do we hold the paradox of rejoicing people and hurting people in the body of Christ? We listen to stories, and we let people tell their own stories, And we don't say, oh, I know what it's like to be you because I don't know what it's like to be you. I want to say, what's it like to be you today? I almost don't like to say happy Mother's Day, even to mothers. I want to say happy Mothering Day or blessed Mothering Day or how can I help you on this Mothering Day? So, my friends, happy Mothering Day. May mothering be a verb for us all. Will you stand? Will you look around right here at the females that co-create with God? Just look around. If you know one of them, kiss them, hug them, give them a fist bump. They co-create with God to bring life to us all. Could you just give a shout out to all those who have nurtured, believed in, and cheered you on? Could you give a shout out? Shout out to all those who have loved and nurtured and cheered you on. I got to tell you, my dad was my best mother. No joke. 
My dad was the mother father in our home because my mother was ill. My dad was the best mother ever. Shout out for those mothers. Right? Go ahead, do it again. Shout out for those mothers. Be present to someone who needs to hear how they are made in the image of God and they didn't even know it. They might not have even known it before you say, hey, you're made in the image and likeness of God. You look like God. You act like God. You smell like God. Your presence is delightful. Tell them. Tell them. Go ahead. If they're here with you, tell them. You smell good. You look good. You are good. Look for our sisters who exemplify the mother bear. I got to tell you, my sister-in-law, Kathleen, she's mothered me on many days. She's a mother bear. That's all I have to say about that. You know, you, you got to have sister women in your life that are like mother bears. That they uh, So is Kelly. Kelly Short, I'll never forget last year on Sean and Kathleen's patio. You're like, okay, you. And then played a song for me. Right? And I, I just have to say, you got to have mother bears, right? You got to have mother bears in your. Thank God for the mother bears. Go ahead. Thank God. Don't mess with our cubs. How about the mother hen expression of God? You know, people like Bonnie and Jill, you know, that just kind of gather you up in prayers and sweetness, you know. People, people that just walk around, you know, like Karen in her flowy dress. And, you know, like you just feel, you just feel like this mother hen thing going on in the house. That is the gift of God. That's the grace of God. Let me cover you. Let me cover you. Why don't you just thank God for someone like that? That is in your midst, even if they're not up close to you and you haven't had a mother like that, just thank God that there are are women, expressions of God that show you that. Sandy, thank you for the little bag of sweet things that you said to all the women in our life group. All the little, she wrote these little notes to every woman in our life group, just things uh, from the Dove candies, uh, those little quotes, and and then put Dove candies, all dark chocolate, by the way, because that's fair trade. In fact, if you could bring the chocolate out, um, all dark chocolate because it's fair trade. Milk chocolate from Dove is not fair trade yet, so keep your eyes on who's making chocolate without using slave labor from children and others. Okay, you can do that. Just go look it up, Google it. Just ask Siri, who makes fair trade chocolate? They'll tell you all about it. And so you, you want to say, thank God for people who will encourage us. We'll just write notes to all the women in the life group. The, the, the ways that I've seen women responding to those that are grieving losses. I, I have to tell you, I am, I'm, I'm marveling at the mothering ways of the Holy Spirit who broods and teaches and counsels and comforts and empowers us. What's going to happen is they're just going to hand you the basket. Nope, you're not going to hand. Nope, nope, nope. Hey, we're going to just hand the basket all the way around. Here's why. I'll tell you why. Thanks, you guys. Pass the basket. I want you to name it for yourself that you have nurtured one person in your life. You've cheered one person on in your life. You take a chocolate. You have done mothering as a verb because you were willing to be present. 
I want you to take the chocolate. I want you to marvel at the Holy Spirit who broods and teaches and counsels and comforts and empowers us. I want us to marvel at the work of the Holy Spirit that, by the way, um, all through Scripture is either known in the original language in the feminine or neutral, uh, not the masculine. So we've got God the Father, hallelujah. We've got Jesus in the body as a son, hallelujah. And we've got the Holy Spirit that is this brooding, comforting, counseling, teaching, feminine presence of God for us. And then be kind to the grieving, the grieving and the weak among us, friends. Maybe we could all even think of one person who's grieving or weak today that we could encourage. It, it might even be you to bring a chocolate bar to them. Bring one weak or grieving person to mind. Stand in awe of the ones who try and endure hardship and fail and rise strong. Refuse to let our spiritual adversary stand in the way of their blessing. When we see someone discouraged, don't let our spiritual adversary keep them down. We've got a word. We can speak. We can speak. We can uplift. We can encourage. We can empower. Don't let our spiritual adversary have the last word. Amen? Tell somebody right now, you go. You go. You go. You go. You go. Now look at a woman. You go, girl. Woman of valor. Woman of valor. Woman of valor. You go. Lastly, I'm going to ask you to join in with me. Applaud. Hail. And thank God for the gifts of mothering in our midst. Thank God for the grace. Thank God for the ways that God has kept us alive. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) So God is good. So we're going to sing God is good going out. You mind? Are you ready? God is good. Whatever that song is, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. And I'm going to, I'm going to do what Jesse asked me to do, and I'm going to lead it. Okay? So, um, so here you go. Are you ready? I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my day, I've been held in your hands. Moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, church!
Go bless somebody. Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed.